Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, Everybody coming to you camera. from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined by my co-host and on the energy boost, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. How's that feel? Uh, honestly, man, this is probably the first energy drink that I've had in... Ever? <laughs> seven eight seven or eight <laughs> years i'm not a big fan of them yeah um but yeah so i decided to take a, a melatonin last night uh before bed and i still think it's in my system like i've had like three naps today uh and yeah so it's it's been a tough uh it's been a long one all right well this will be fun then if so we can see if we can keep you awake and uh as you can see on the video, and now you're about to find out, given his intro music. <laughs> we are joined by stadium extraordinaire and creative station nation, Jamie Tozer. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. It's glad to have you in studios. Awesome. Tough yeah. to see if we we're going to catch you. It is rare, rare that I'm in Moncton these days, so this uh, this really worked out on well, a little bit of a layover here with you guys. So. <laughs> like I said to you, I... I I don't remember which stadium you're at, but it's starting to feel a little bit more like normal. And to see you at different stadiums, I'm just like, are, are we getting back to life? Like, does this seem normal? Like, how, how, how was your Labor Day weekend? You were in Toronto the whole weekend? Yeah, I was there. I went uh, last Thursday and caught uh, a soccer game, which was really cool. First, uh, first sporting event I've been to in almost two years that, like, actually mattered. Like pro sporting <laughs> yeah, event? Yeah. No, no offense to the uh, <laughs> provincial playoffs we had here last <laughs> yeah. year. But uh, it was really cool. Like, you know, the girl next to me was like blackout drunk. So, you know, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that at a sporting event in forever. Um, so, like, felt felt really normal. Um, Toronto is way more normal than I thought it was yeah. going to be, which is maybe a bad thing. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, the Jays games were awesome. Uh, really good time. I saw you fix their offense, so that was good. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to mention that. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for fixing. Up. Yeah, I had a, hit a little BP with them and uh, yeah. fixed it right up. That game uh, Friday night, man. Like, how how was that? Like that. Oh, was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And like, not the thing about the the capacity being so low too is like everyone there like obviously wants to be there. Mm -hmm. So like, there wasn't mm -hmm. a lot of people who left early or anything. So it's like yeah. those are the diehard fans there. Because so. you never know when you might get back. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Honestly, though. Yeah. How was your long weekend? Uh, you know what? Pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, didn't really do much at all. Uh, did I even do anything? Uh, you didn't watch the Labor Day game, did you? That was a disappointment. Yeah, up till like the third quarter, that was it. Remember last week when we said make a save, catch a ball. Yeah, anybody, catch, catch, catch a ball. ball. Doesn't matter. Catch a ball, make yeah. a hit, make a make tackle. A, yeah, really. Um, I, I can't even remember what I did. Uh, I think I was probably in bed at like nine o'clock every night. Um, I started watching Good Girls on Netflix, yeah. which is uh, pretty good. Uh, big big fan of it. I consider it like the um, kind of like a. Oh, I don't know if this is going to be appropriate for me to say, but a feminist version of Breaking Bad where it's more robbing banks and creating. Oh, yeah. Now I know the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. they make like yeah. counterfeit money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, instead yeah. of, you know, meth labs <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not like a, it wouldn't be what you'd call a. I don't know what they call it. they call it chick flicks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a chick flick. It's uh, you know I'm I'm into it. I think it's a great show. And uh, started watching the um, Untold documentary about the uh, Dansbury Trashers. Yeah. Uh, featuring uh, 
I'm not going to tell the story, but uh, former Moncton Alpine, David Alexander Borgard, has a, uh, a good plug in that, uh, in that documentary. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Both, uh, both highly recommended. Let's see. I, I, now that you talk about Good Girls there, I was like, oh, I, Layla did watch that, and I watched the end of season two, three, and four. So mm-hmm. I was basically caught up. But I do want to see that, un, that, uh, that untold one. Um, yeah, I'd, we just traveled around the province because we were allowed first time to go to Nova Scotia in mm-hmm. two years. So we went to uh, Mahoney, Mahone Bay. Yeah, okay, I kept Mahone. calling it Mahome, Mahone. as in Patrick Mahomes. I was like, I get to there and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's Mahone with an N. All right. Whoops. I've been typing Mahome Bay for forever. Nice little spot. Um, good to get away and just you forget how long of a drive that is, though. Four hours, four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm used to like half hour and a half hour and whatever but well um, when we drove to quebec for the draft you slept half the way anyway so. i slept half the way here man yeah. we uh went to miramichi on saturday came home to the fantasy draft and then got up at 7 a.m and she's like well you you sleep i'll drive and sure enough i was out for two and a half hours she she gets me she understands it um well now off camera before we started i was really excited for you guys to do your bachelor in paradise we teased it for a couple weeks you even talked to Jamie about it, making sure he was caught up, and well, why don't you let everyone know where you two are at? Uh, yeah, um, slacking off, uh, <laughs> pretty bad. Didn't watch last night's, um, didn't watch last week, so I'm at least three episodes behind right now. Uh, so I couldn't tell you what's uh, what's been going on, but uh, uh, super super store is it Super <laughs> Joe or Super Super uh, Grocery grocery, gro- store grocery store Joe? Super yeah. Store Joe. So whatever, you know. Loblaws Joe. Loblaws <laughs> Joe, yeah. Grocery store Joe is probably still one of my favorites. Um, I, I still like Kenny's uh, frequent nudity sessions. Uh, and probably my favorite woman went home. I think she's, I can't think of her name. It starts with a T, but she sent her. She sent herself home a couple weeks ago. This is the woman who kept uh, sweating the whole time? Is that who you're talking oh, about? I can't remember. No? Uh, no, she was... Uh, Darker skinned. I think her name started with a T. You know what I'm talking about? No, no can't remember. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll look it up. But yeah, yeah, she's she's left, so I don't have any interest in it much anymore. But I'll keep watching it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm only one episode behind. Um, I didn't watch last night. Um, last week's were pretty good though. Um, some guys went home who I was a little surprised about. So, um, but uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's. It's at an interesting point right now, though, because it's, it's not stalled, but like it's kind of just okay. Like, what's what's actually going to happen here? So, like, something something's going to have to to flick here in the next few episodes, I think, to there's really no new, uh, get no some new, momentum going. No new drama. It's just kind of there is, but nothing like, like nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens here in the next next week. I'm trying you to try, look up this girl's name. You try and stay off the spoilers, do you, with this show? Me? Oh yeah. yeah, I I can't read spoilers. I'm a big Demi fan. I like Demi. Okay. Demi De- uh, Demi's like one of the best. Uh, I do too. She's she's entertaining. Yeah, she she's is. She's entertaining. Try what the hell is her name? Um, trying to figure out which one. It's not Serena. No, she's definitely still there. Yeah. <laughs> she centers. And these are all. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jasenia. Jasenia. Oh, she's still there. Is she? Yeah, she's still there. Oh, I thought she sent herself home. Is that the queen one? No, no, that's no, no. Uh, oh god, Victoria. Victoria, yeah. <laughs> well, she's uh, she wasn't the queen anymore. She was the goddess. Oh yeah, the yes. goddess of upgraded. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so um, yeah, we're all of it. I'll have to catch up. But next week, I promise we'll be uh, we're back on the uh, back on the ball here. 
Perfect. Well, I know our fans will appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and is, there, is there a lot of crossover between the, the Wildcats fans and the Bachelor? Do we have, do we have data market research on that? I think there's a lot of crossover between the Wildcats and the uh, mm-hmm. and the Bachelor Bachelor oh, really? seasons. Yeah. I think a few of them got together during the season to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I know Justin Hadley has had some yeah. – uh, has bachelor, bachelor uh, parties. viewing parties, but yeah. I'm not sure if those are still going on. As for the fans, I, I have no idea because yeah. I don't watch it, so I don't keep up. Maybe James, maybe you should go live next episode on the Twitter <laughs> and just keep everybody updated <laughs> with what's going on and see how much reaction you Did you just wake yourself up? I'm starting to get the shakes, man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> these things really do work. I know yeah. when Marky up in Bathurst drinks one of, the, one of these every show. When, yeah. Holy jumping Jesus. Well, maybe we just stumbled onto Holy a new – uh, a new a new product for the show. You can just drink a monster and be ready to go. Oh, NFL good. season kicks off tomorrow night um, as my Buccaneers uh, defend their Super Bowl title against the Dallas Cowboys. So I know Jeremy's really good at these Super Bowl predictions. I don't know how good you are. I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys got predictions for Super Bowl early early predictions? I got it. All right. Okay, I got it. Two years, so two years ago, I picked the Cleveland Browns. Yep. All right. <laughs> uh, last year, I picked the San Francisco 69ers. Yep. Uh, this year, okay, here it is. With all due disprec- respect to Tom Brady, I think this is going to be a down year for him. Wow. So well, He's on the Madden cover, so it makes sense. Well, uh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> Your Super Bowl, what is the Super, Super Bowl, what, 39? 56. 50, oh, 39, where, where am I then? <laughs> um, 39, no, 56 will feature... From the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. Okay. All and right. from the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys. Whoa. <laughs> that would be Again. quite a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Wow. A repeat. Actually, that might have been Super Bowl 39 repeat, <laughs> if I remember correctly. They they did go at in well, one Super well, Bowl. I didn't, mean, I didn't even mean that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Cowboys against the Buffalo Bills in wherever it's being played. Uh, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. I'll assume you'll be there, Jamie. I'd love to go, but <laughs> I lo- if they if they host an outdoor game soon, that'd be awesome. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I'll probably go with Kansas City. I think they're they'll rebound. They're due. Wah, wah. They're due. Um, I do, I do like your Buffalo prediction. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Buffalo as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't pick Tampa last year, um, and I'm not gonna pick them again this year. I think the Rams. If there's a team that can beat them, um, it is the Rams. So I pick the Bills versus the Rams. Um. We'll see if we get back-to-back host Super Bowl winners as, well, it's the Chargers or the Rams, um, which would be kind of cool, Chargers versus Rams Super Bowl in yeah. both their stadiums. Um, we'll have to see if we... You say the crowd will be charged up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's there's good. no Chargers That's fans. That, that was good, though. I don't I don't think they have a pretty big fan base, but well done. Well, we'll have to follow, uh, follow along, see how well you're... See if you go 0 for 3. I really hope you go 0 for 3 for the Cowboys. I didn't least. pick a winner yet. No. Uh... I think the Rams would beat the Bills if if I'm gonna go with Buffalo predict. as the winner, and their their parade's gonna go all the way into into into, into Canada, so it's gonna cross into yeah, Canada straight through yeah. Niagara Falls, yeah, yeah exactly. Over Ray Dunn, Chris over Dunn, one bridge be... and down the other, yeah, and then the... back into the uh, Josh Allen will be the Super Bowl MVP. That checks out. Yeah. That checks out. Usually quarterbacks are the MVPs for <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I know my football. <laughs> I know. I don't how, watch cra- how crazy would that be though? Like Buffalo in the Super Bowl like having like that was one of the things that sucked most about last season not was seeing like a half empty stadium in Buffalo yeah, uh, yeah because they're they've turned the corner they've yeah. figured it out mm-hmm. so um, hopefully we get uh, a full season I know that the shit's kind of crazy down there but hopefully we get a somewhat of a full season 
Uh, but as always, you they, can had, pull. they had full NHL re- arenas in like the end of March. Did they not? Might I'm not pretty to, sure they did. Yep. Or yeah. yeah. So well, yeah. in some markets, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're good. We're, I think we're good. I hope we're good. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, the Moncton Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, and as well, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Our quick question. Uh, NHLers going back to the Olympics in February, so we finally get to see the McDavid's, the Crosby's, McKinnon all on the same ice. Um, you guys got any thoughts on what a roster could look like or who you – I mean, I'm guessing there's a lot of rosters out there that are going to pretty much look the same except for maybe the goaltenders and a couple defensemen. I honestly haven't even thought about it, but uh, I'm, I'm starting to wonder just how many points Carl McConnell – Connor McGregor. that, we're going to stop with monsters. <laughs> Not Connor McGregor. Connor yeah. McDavid. How many points Connor McDavid will get against China? Oh, they can't let them have a hockey team. They're literally in the same group as Canada. It's Canada, U.S., Germany, and China. Yeah, I yes. think. They're it's going to be a rough scene. They're seriously giving them a team. Host yeah. team. Host team always gets a team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just because you should doesn't mean. <laughs> just because you can doesn't I guess mean they you could. should. Well, maybe they could just say we don't want to play. I mean, they probably shouldn't play that game. No. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to re- think at some point realist- Canada will stop. Realistically. I mean, if it's the first game of the se- of, of the tour, I don't even know the schedule yet. But, no. Um, man. Are we really, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry about that. Are we really going to play China? Yeah. Like, that's just. I mean, it's it's kind of silly. Why don't they just bring, like, last last Olympics team for that one game and then go and destroy Germany and. <laughs> put up a good fight against the u.s i, I think that's they're gonna get i don't know rest in peace china <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of uh just because you can doesn't mean you doesn't mean you actually should mm-hmm. do you like do you like the nhlers at the olympics like the nba does at the summer olympics oh i love it i love it i love it because the players want to go yeah. like i think that's really you don't see that in a lot of other sports um in North American sports, anyway, to yeah. want to play for their country as bad as that. So, like, I, I love it. I think if there was a le- more legit, like, World Cup or World Championship played, I don't think I'd care as much. Mm-hmm. But since there's not, this is really the only best on best that we've got for hockey. I was having a love hate with it. I'm like, yes, let's do it. And then when they get there, I'm just like, yeah, of course. Like, in, in the Summer Olympics, of course USA basketball is going to win. Like, yeah. Canadian basketball and all these players. But it's like... I would like to see, and when they did, went to Russia with the players that didn't play, it wasn't the best hockey to watch, but it felt more Olympic with guys that weren't NHLers, and it'd be kind of cool to see junior players go, but that takes away yeah, from the World Juniors. And that's kind of like in soccer in the Summer Olympics, yeah. it's the under-23 teams, right? Which yeah. is kind of a cool idea. Yeah. But again, then you're taking away from TSN's money and yep. the World Juniors and all yep. that uh all that good stuff. All I know is I'm just excited to see the the McDavid, Crosby, Stamkos in the power play, and it's just going to be. It's like unfair. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to. I, I mean, who can compete with that? Like, what country could seriously compete with something like that? United States will have a pretty decent team. I mean, I can't. I, I can't even think of five. I'm, I'm I'm a big hockey fan, but I can't even think of five American-born players right now. Johnny Gaudreau, uh, Patrick Kane. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Patrick Kane's getting old though. I think the same age as what? Isn't he like younger or older than Crosby? I don't know. I'm not even worried about it. 
Austin Matthews will be there. Okay, yeah. oh, Jack, geez. Jack right. Eichel and his right. missing yeah. neck or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The new, the new uh, Montreal Canadian Jack Eichel. Yes. With all their picks. and yep. There was a website that I found that I can't remember what it is that had the United States on there. But, I mean, Russia usually has a pretty decent team. Mm. But I think it's Canada's tournament. I like the question from – I can't remember which thing. It, I think it was TSN. Should McDavid be the captain? No. Not even a little bit. This is Crosby's team till Crosby's done. Well, and if you saw um, a little behind the scenes of a Tim Hortons commercial recently uh, that was shot in Nova Scotia, it's Crosby Ooh. McKinnon. Crosby is wearing a Team Canada jersey with a C on it. So. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. Spoiler. Yep. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, the states would be – they just have some lines here. Gaudreau, Matthews, Kane, Kyle Connor, Eichel, Brock Besser, uh, Gensel, Larkin, Pacioretty, the Kachuk brothers with JT Miller. And then in goal, Connor Hallibuck, Gibson, Wierenski, Seth Jones. So they've got a pretty decent team, young. It's it's all it's yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I mean it's they don't have that wow factor. Yeah. Uh maybe I'm just being completely biased right now. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> but um, I mean there's nobody that jumps off the page and just says, Oh, this 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 player is gonna absolutely break out uh during the tournament for the States. So yeah. it's uh, you know, this will be what obviously McDavid's first Olympics. Um, I'm actually interested to see what they do with the with the roster because there's so many guys to choose from. Yeah, yeah. Like how many of the Duncan Keiths and the Drew Doughtys and the you know the older players do you take as a player? Like even in goal, like you're taking Carey Price. Mm-hmm. Are that's, you taking Flurry? I would uh, I would go Price, Biddington, and. I don't know. There's got to be a third guy, but Price and Biddington, and I can't think of a maybe Flurry, but yeah, I had Flurry, Price, and uh, Carter Hart. Yeah, cat a hat, as you have to say. Yeah, the, the goalie one's so interesting. Is like two years ago, like I don't know, if, like would any of us have picked Price and Flurry? Like that's yeah. crazy. It's crazy, like how things have turned so quickly. But we'd think, have picked Biddington and yeah. uh, Carter Hart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And now Darcy Kemper's yeah. the guy in Colorado, I think. So is he the? Yeah, I'm with you though, Adam. Like I think Hart has a good chance. Like he had pretty pretty terrible year, but yeah, if he if he bounces rebound, back, yeah. yeah. So I'm just excited to get the Canadians, but Olympic hockey, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Getting up at 4 a.m. probably oh, from China. Yeah, it's uh, 11 hours ahead of us. I think 11 or 13. It's 12. The most recent summer games, because I was working with the COC, was 12 hours ahead of us exactly. So I think it was 11. I checked recently. So oh, if there's a game at 8 o'clock at night, it's going to be fuck, 7 o'clock. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> Put all the Canadian games on weekends so we don't have to get up and go to work. <laughs> give, give us all the late games. The 11 p.m. starts yeah. in China. Uh, uh, all right. That'll be fun, though. <laughs> all right, let's get to some news and notes around the league. News and notes from around the queue. Well, we were hoping the Memorial Cup host was going to be announced, uh, and it's this July. And I guess Jamie's going to break some news right now. I'm hoping. Yeah, breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know when it's going to be announced. Because yeah. it was first announced it was going to be September 6th. And then I messaged you yesterday because I was driving back from Halifax. Mm-hmm. And you're like, not on a holiday. No. They said the week of September 6th, so. Uh, we'll actually see if it's this week, though. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. I got to know how much money I need to save up. 
Um, if you're going to Quebec yeah, or if I'm you're going, going to Tozer's house, yeah. Well, well don't need, if it's in Saint John. Remember, I don't need to don't need tickets, right? Because uh, Dobson's going to hook us up. Right, and, Dobson's uh, going to hook us up. And uh, yeah, so I'll just do. I need to get accommodations or do I not? <laughs> do I need to? Uh, no, I stay with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Could do just that. Bunk on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Little Airbnb going. Yeah. I'll be like, uh, hey, Trevor Georgie, I heard you got a <laughs> spot open for some Wildcats fans in your basement. <laughs> is there a, a sense in St. John? Like, they, they want this thing? Like, what is the sense down there uh, as the bid was being put together now as it's getting closer to the actual deadline? Well, I think I think they believe that they have a pretty legitimate shot, which, yep. and I would agree with that. Um I think it's it feels really similar to 2012 when they lost the bid, except St. John's kind of the Schwinnigan in this scenario where mm. you look at the score, like if you're actually scoring it and you're writing down and going through, like there's no way they beat Quebec, um, but there's really no way Schwinnigan should have beat St. John in 2012. So, um, I mean, anything is anything's going to happen. Um, and I think, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sound <laughs> like so much of a homer here, but like, St. John is kind of owed a uh, Memorial Cup here I, at some point. I, they are exactly what he they, said. They are owed yeah. a Memorial Cup. Yeah. I think they've they should, they should have had it. I mean, I think I'm with you. They should have had it in 2012. Um, but I mean, if it's if they didn't, they would have got it in 2012. I don't think I would have eaten poutine every day. And, <laughs> met your and, dad. Uh, met my dad, Rob Falds, <laughs> and you know, dressed up in Quebec flags and Quebec cowboy hats. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you, man. I think they're owed. I think they the league owes them one, uh, just like I think the league owes Gatton one. But uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, and I like, I think I think St. John gets it, but at the same time, I think Quebec gets it because just because of the yeah. rink, uh, yeah. because it's you know in Quebec you can. What do you got? Sixteen thousand, something there? like that. Yeah, sixteen thousand. You can probably sell tournament passes at at you know a lot cheaper. Because uh, uh, you're going to bring in more revenue if you sell them at a you know a smaller price with more people. So I don't know. Give me going to be interesting. Uh, there's more um, nothing against St. John, but there's more to do I think in 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 Quebec uh, from a from a tourism standpoint. Uh, you know I'm sick and tired of going to Rockies and getting food poisoning. So <laughs> um, it's uh, I just I just I like Quebec City is just more of an attractive market for me. And St. John's done some rentals to the rank, right? Like, yeah, they're installing uh, not not nothing too exciting, but they're installing nothing like Halifax, where they're on the road for the first month. <laughs> not, no, they're not. <laughs> so they're getting they're all not, new ice and yeah, redid the whole floor. Yeah, they're installing new boards and glass and uh, new lights, okay. which is apparently a two month project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just back to St. John, like there's a sense that this could be it for like a while. Like St. John isn't probably isn't going to bid again the next round, and then like you look at. Six years from now, Moncton's back in it. Gatineau's back in it. Even Halifax is back in it. Like, there's a sense that like this could be it for a while. And mm-hmm. you know, Scott McCain's not a young guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think there's there's a sense that this could kind of be the end of this era of Cedars hockey um, uh, for their chance to win this bid. <laughs> I guess yeah. When you put it like that, they're gonna be it's gonna be a while before they get back to. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at almost like nine years from now, which is pretty pretty crazy. Because you get a look at it. I mean, if it's if St. John gets it this time, um, then obviously they're gonna eventually want the Avenir Center showing off, like showed off on on national stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna do the same thing to the, the new Gatineau Rink. 
Uh, I mean, so you're probably looking at, you know, from a Moncton standpoint, the next time we have a Memorial Cup in Quebec as a Quebec host team will be in, what, two or three years, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be – I mean, you look at the core Moncton's got right now that, you know, the young guys are building. Uh, two, three years is going to – they're going to look pretty good on paper. Yeah. Um, but same thing with Gatineau. I mean, they're loading up on – they got – a bunch of six dig, a bunch of seventeens, a bunch of sixteens. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in in three years, two or three years, it's it's Moncton or Gatineau. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like it's um, if St. John doesn't get it, when are they gonna get it again? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, totally. You know, it's it, when are they gonna have a team? I'm not gonna say they have a they have they have a good team, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, cup host worthy. Yeah, team. right. Yeah. Uh, it's you know what they've what they've got built um it's it might be a while before we see something like that again so yeah you, you kind of have a, you make a good argument when you when you say that for sure yeah and speaking of memorial cup chl pricing is now up for their streaming service with verizon which um i mean you had your tweet out there 109 bucks for a league pass 159 for a full chl which i think is like what half of what it was yeah yeah, that seems extremely reasonable, and I'm assuming that the quality is going to be pretty good from what we saw yeah. last year with the WHL streams. Yeah, so. I was, yeah, I streamed, I think I streamed one of Regina's games to see Bedard mm-hmm. in a couple in the Alberta tournament. I mean, Edmonton was in their practice rink, so there was the netting, yeah. which isn't a big deal. But uh, it seemed pretty user-friendly as opposed to when you went to the queue site and you had to open it and then another window open and then you tried to cat. Like, it seemed pretty user-friendly to... But man, like 159 bucks for the full CHL package, like you were saying, Connor Bedard's worth 50 bucks in Regina. Yeah, on his own. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, just I mean, Connor Bedard is is worth 50 dollars, and you get to throw in Shane Wright and Kingston. Yeah. Um, what they're uh, what they're building there in, in Regina, I mean, they're going to have that uh, Stanislav's pronunciations bang on there yeah um <laughs> but no like if you look at these prices i mean that's just regular price we still don't know what kind of a discount you know season ticket holders are these get. prices i'll be surprised if tickets if season ticket holders get a bigger discount I'll than be, they did uh, last year I'll, there I'll, is there, i know yeah, yeah i know the c does season ticket holders got their discount code today yeah. so and i've i've been told that it's a pretty generous discount yeah yeah, yeah. um we're talking more than 50 percent Oh really? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I've seen an email that says that uh, the the Q pass of 110 will be discounted by 55 percent for season ticket holders. So don't quote me on that one, uh, but that's just what you know. An email that I've seen floating around on the old uh, email verse. tweet verse, Twitter verse, Twitter verse. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes from that. Which? How can you not buy it? Like. Yeah. It's it'd be it'd be like fifty bucks, yeah, for a whole season. <laughs> I wouldn't even go to a game. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. whoa! I'd rather stay home and listen to the the fine voice of Mister Tim G Roselle. <laughs> That's on Twitter at Tim G Roselle. <laughs> <laughs> at Tim G Roselle. Uh, honestly, you know, at, at fifty bucks, um, if it's actually fifty five percent off for season yeah. holders. And you're gonna give us a full Q season for fifty bucks? I'll stay home and watch half the games. Yeah, you know it's uh, if if the broadcasting quality is good, that's I mean, all we're hoping you're, for. You're not gonna. I mean, at the Avenir Center, you know the you know the camera is always gonna be in in good shape. Yeah. Um, same thing in Halifax. Like in you know, all these maritime rinks, the, the camera is is set up pretty good. 
But you, you go to like a like a Baycomo or, or a Valdor. A Valdor, you know, these is pretty good usually. Yeah, because it's I think it's Tellus, a Telus feed, yeah. right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if the feed is much better in these. Uh, <laughs> We just lost the light here. Feet will be a lot better than those lights. We're yeah. hoping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's I, I won't have a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll actually sit around and watch a watch a you know a, a Valdor against a Shakutami game if, yeah. if the feed looks good. And I know last year before this all went downhill with um, Quebec Corps apparently vetoing the whole thing. Um, like there were going to be a lot of minimum broadcast standards brought into the league. Um, that there was going to be some pretty considerable upgrades to a lot of four eighty p to seven twenty p or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. you know, internet ways like twenty twenty one internet. So yeah. and really, I didn't even know they had Wi Fi in Bay Como. Like it's you know it's <laughs> man, it's a miracle. Really, you want you want to talk about the government getting getting high speed internet and you know in all these yeah. rural communities? I mean, I didn't even know they had internet yeah. in Bay Como. Like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> a good That's, poutine, though, apparently, according to Richie Tebow, but I uh, didn't know they had good Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're seeing more and more arenas uh, in the coming months and weeks as we get closer to going to the double vaccine, having to report. Um, the Scotiabank Center was the first to do it in the Maritimes division. Did they have it when you went to the Blue Jays game? Um, didn't have to show proof, no. No, um, I don't think I did. Well... Uh, I well I when I when I bought you. my when I bought my tickets I think it asked me if I were, if I had been vaccinated but I didn't have to show any sort of proof or anything like that. And off to you, Stadium Extraordinaire. Like, did you have to show it this weekend? <laughs> nope, I didn't show it anywhere in Toronto, but I did show it. Well, that doesn't I did help my next it. question. I, I have season tickets to the Wanderers soccer team yeah. in Halifax, and you do have to be fully vaccinated to go to a Wanderers mm. game now. Um, and that was the first time I've had to show it to anyone. Mm. Um, but like a prime example of the problems with the paper. Um, situations pouring <laughs> that's great <laughs> speaking of rain there was a laptop <laughs> speaking of rain it was pouring rain in uh in halifax so like i'm showing my uh my piece of paper uh, vaccination card and the pouring yeah. rain to the security guard along with my id um so i mean that's just a prime example of why you need like a qr code would be a lot simpler than uh, well for us that pulling out papers. deal with a i mean if you can make a costco card make a yeah. double vaccine card um what was the lineups like? Was it was it a little bit longer with uh, everyone showing there? It was a little bit longer, but they they've got a pretty good setup there at the Wanderers games. Yeah. It's similar to the Moosehead games last year. Like you have to go in your own exit and entry and stuff yeah. like that. So everyone's how many fans do they get there? Uh, it's capped right now and around four thousand. Is it three or four thousand right now? It's normally mm-hmm. around sixty five hundred. Okay, but you didn't have to show it like at all in Toronto for nope. soccer. or baseball or nothing oh. i know i think i think the blue jays i think it goes into effect in their next home series okay. maybe mm-hmm. oh, was I, it? I thought okay. it yeah yeah i think it's safe. i couldn't remember when they were announcing i thought it was when they were coming back but like i know that the riders didn't do it for their labor day game i know the stamps did but i know the riders didn't they are going to go to the double vax um they were one of the last ones but they strategically are doing it on the 19th because they wanted to not refund or seem not to refund everybody back from uh from that, because, you know, Saskatchewan doesn't seem like the, hey, let's go get a vaccine <laughs> <laughs> type you can province. See the, you guys see those those NCAA football crowds over the weekend? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Man, like that's now that's real life. Yeah. <laughs> Holy jumpings. Yeah. I would not feel comfortable in an 80,000-person stadium, literally shoulder to shoulder. Um, like, when I went to the Jays game, it was like the first homestand. And when I bought my tickets, my understanding is that they were – blocks of four and if you bought 
two of those four, they would automatically close off the two seats beside you. Mm-hmm. So I get there and it's me, me my, my brother-in-law and I, and we're, you know, we've run an aisle and then literally like two minutes before opening pitch, this large German man <laughs> comes and sits right beside me. I'm like, Oh Jesus. You know, like I uh, started to get a little uncomfortable. Um, of course he starts coughing up a lung. I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to die. <laughs> um, but no, like at that point, like we got through the first inning and the whole row was open. So we just went and sat like, you know, halfway through. But I was like, my God, that stranger danger was like, <laughs> you know, I, I had a hardcore case of stranger danger. <laughs> I was not feeling comfortable. Um, but I mean, that's just be, I think it was because I was in Toronto. Um, if it's like that at the Avenir Center, I don't think I'd feel as bad or, right. or as, as uncomfortable. Um, I think it's just because like literally i was like jesus christ and plus the guy's <laughs> coughing up like i said it's coughing up a lung and i'm like oh no not did you me. have the same seats all weekend or did you move uh, around? i moved around but i was in the i was in the socially distanced seating area because they kind of have it divided in half i don't i'm not really sure why they have it divided in half like that but they have it non-socially distanced and socially distanced i'm not really sure why considering the 500 levels completely empty yeah, but yeah um yeah like but being there i can totally see why um like having a fully vaccinated crowd, like I see the advantage of it. Like knowing that like the person beside me is fully vaccinated would definitely make me more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, before going to Toronto, I, I, don't, I just would have been like, yeah, whatever. But after going there and like kind of being in that, I can totally see um, be why people would be more comfortable in that situation. That was probably the only time, like the entire time I was in Ontario was the only time I felt uncomfortable was literally having a complete stranger beside me at the Rogers Center. Like uh, other than that, like it's, you know, I just, I kept myself, you know, we went to, outside at the time and, and mm-hmm. you know went to a restaurant you know we were kind of by ourselves but to have a complete stranger beside me um i just eh, no i wasn't uh, i didn't like it i actually forgot that halifax still had or nova scotia still had masks inside buildings oh yeah yeah so i didn't even bring a mask at all luckily we had some <laughs> medical masks in the car but what a new brunswick here this guy yeah is. i know good and she's get out of the car and she's like, you gotta wear your mask. I'm like, I'll decide. I got two jabs. I don't need to wear a mask <laughs> as I'm putting my mask on to go inside the store because that's their rules, right? Like, um, I'm not gonna... But BMO Center, you had people beside you or did you have seats cut off? BMO Field was all socially distanced. Okay. Um, but it was pretty rowdy and the seating also just made no sense at all. Um, <laughs> so, like, it was socially distanced but only socially distanced to your left and right so there were people directly in Below front of us and behind us which didn't really make sense, but... Gotta love that guy behind you. Yeah, yeah. The germs don't go that way. Apparently, they only go <laughs> side to side. Yeah, it's like at tables at restaurants. They yeah. only stay outside the table yeah. as soon as you get up. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the real reason why we. I mean, we love your stadium views, but let's get into the real reason why we brought you here. View from the other bench. All right, back at it for another year. Preseason previews of the Maritimes Division. And this week, as you can tell why he's here, uh, we're going to preview a team that we saw way too many times this past year and already in the preseason. St. John Sea Dogs, who went 15, 14, 3, and 1 for 34 points. And as Jamie's pointed out, has won, won the silver medal in the New Brunswick Provincial Tournament. Uh, welcome in. And uh, I guess going back to last year, I mean, a lot of people... Kind of thought the Sea Dogs would be neck and neck with the Islanders, top of the division, the way they were built, especially with the acquisition of Emond. Um, never seemed to really click on the ice, which obviously led to some changes behind the bench. Just your thoughts on the camp so far this season as opposed to last year with uh, with Greg Gilbert. 
Yeah, they've looked pretty good, I guess. But, uh, you know, I'm looking back to last year's training camp and that first preseason game they had under Gilbert. Like, this team looked unreal. Like, they were, like, you thought this this was it. They finally found their game and they hit their stride and then it just kind of went downhill from there. Um, and, you know, they had some, some peaks, but then they had some dips back down to earth again too. And so... It's just uh, it's just too early to tell right now, and I, I'm optimistic that they'll they'll play better than they were they did last year under mm-hmm. under Gordy Dwyer. But um, just the same thing we've been saying for three years now, they have to actually show it. Like they just cannot, they just can't can't keep looking ahead and hoping that things turn around because like this is it. So what do you see as being the uh, difference, I guess, between uh, last year? last year's sea dogs and uh this year's sea dogs i think it's uh, it's got to be the defensive play they've got to figure out a way to play better defensively um and i think dwyer's if if there's going to be a guy that could get them to play better defensively i think dwyer's going to be able to do it um i think adding day pond to this defense core is is a really really good add um he's been excellent in the preseason if he can if he can find kind of where the the line is in the queue and not cross it every game, I think he's going to be be an excellent add to this team. And um, you know, this defense score on paper looks pretty good. And, and if they can actually live up to their potential, um, and you know, it's kind of funny looking at this team now. After all the defensive struggles they've had the past few years, it might kind of be the bottom six in the scoring that could actually be an issue for this team um, come Christmas time and where they look to add. Um. I mean, we've had a few, we had Richie, or not Richie, we've had Richie on. Um, we had Pat, we had uh, Gareth on, we talked goaltending. It's, you know, Jonathan Lemieux was a big acquisition in uh, in St. John in the offseason there. You know, I thought Pat Nod looked pretty good last year in most of his games. Is this a, a 1A, 1B situation, or is this Lemieux's 80-20 um, percentage in net, or is it just kind of they go with a hot hand? I think it'll be... I think Lemieux will probably play like 60-40 is what I kind of envision. Yeah. Um, maybe close to 50-50. We'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, I think they I think they do want Patno to really get a lot of playing time just because, like, ideally he'll probably be an overager next year, I would imagine. So they want to see that he, he can kind of handle himself. And like you said, he, he was pretty good last year. So definitely think he's capable of being that 1A or 1B. But, yeah, Lemieux was a huge add. Um, got really roughed up in the – game in Bathurst a couple weeks ago, but, you know, it's preseason. The team was really struggling defensively in the first half of that game anyway. So, um, but we'll see. And, you know, the, the goaltending is part of the defense core too, right? So, yeah. I mean, but they, they can only do so much when they're facing 45, 50 shots a night. So they've got to, they've just, it all comes back to that defense core. They've got to play better defensively. Uh, one, I, I wouldn't go, I don't know if it's a question mark or not. Um, question mark hang, hang, hanging over the Sea Dogs, uh, Jan Kuznetsov. Yes. Uh, obviously, uh, there's there starts there's beginning to be a Calgary Flames um, connection uh, in Saint John. Uh, who's it? Poirier, Francis, Kuznetsov. Am I missing somebody? I think oh, you got it. That's no, it. I think you got it. Um, I mean, Trevor Georgie was obviously swinging for the fences when he made this pick. Um, if he's if he can I mean, played AHL last year, you know, to go from AHL to Q would be, I don't know, obviously a, I wouldn't call it a demotion, uh, but I mean, his impact, uh, if, if he ends up in St. John would be massive. Um, any word on his status? 
I know, well, if you ask the team, they still tell you that they didn't really talk to Calgary at all or anything like that, which I'm sure isn't really true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they've done the research, and I'm sure there's, to use a first-round import pick on a go-for-it-year like this, I'm sure they had some some knowledge, and there's certainly a a good, maybe not a good percentage, but a decent percentage chance of him reporting to St. John. Um, I don't know enough about Calgary's defensive um, pipeline to know if he's like, I don't, I don't I assume if he would get top four minutes in the AHL, he'd probably stick in the AHL, but I don't know if what their system looks like. But really interesting career path for Kuznetsov. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let, play the University of Connecticut as a Russian mm-hmm. and then go play the AHL part of last year and then potentially come to the Q. I mean, that's a really interesting path. Would he have an impact like Kotkoff coming back? Is that the type of impact he had? Because that guy was a man yeah. out there. Like, I mean, Kuznetsov... Like this is a guy who's probably gonna play like thirty minutes a game oh, yeah. if he comes yeah, to St. John's. Yeah. yeah, he eats he eats minutes for breakfast, I think. So, um, on, yeah, you were talking about path. I mean, I think he played USHL. Yep. Uh, commits to UConn, <laughs> signs with Calgary. Calgary, plays for Stockton, drafted by St. John. I mean, <laughs> find me a more different path than yeah. you know, to the queue than than this guy. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's tied to the uh, Memorial Cup bid. Well, like if they're getting. I'm they sure get it's a, it, it, definitely a yeah. selling point, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. But <laughs> <laughs> something about something yeah, about something about stuff. Yeah, I'm, sure was, I'm sure it's really insightful. <laughs> um, going back to the draft, I know uh, the first round there, we were kind of following it on Instagram near the end. Um, and the, the trade that just about made Jeremy fall over was St. John moving on from Leighton Carruthers so early. Um, was that just, this is going to be a year and we need some picks to get other players or it wasn't a give up on the kid. It was just, we're going to need this down the road and to give, you got to get I think it was situation. A, I think it was a combination of them wanting to get as many assets as they could to deal away at Christmas time. Um, but I also think it was them just realize and Crothers and this team realizing that he probably wasn't going to be able to move up into the top six this yeah. season. Um, and I mean, he would play bottom six again this year, maybe even be a healthy scratch here and there. So I don't think that's what he, I doubt that's what he wanted. And obviously it's not ideal situation for the team either. So uh, I think it just, it, it made, it made the most sense really. Uh, obviously if, if St. John um, wins the Memorial cup, it is going to be kind of an all in approach. Uh, if there's a current active player uh, on the roster that you think would be used as uh, I guess, as a piece, uh, to to go out and get a big name, who's kind of someone on the that catches your eye? Well, you know, if Kuznetsov reports, that's when the defense core gets interesting because then you're looking at maybe moving one of the top six D guys, um, a guy like you know, you have to think you got a younger guy like Nathan Drapeau was probably be highly sought after, really good, played a pretty good shutdown defenseman last year. Um, but then I look at not necessarily their active roster, but their draft class. They had a huge draft class this mm-hmm. year for a team that's centering a go for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think some of those guys are probably going to be available. Um, but boy, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, f- I don't really feel like there's a lot of guys on their active roster that they'd be willing to deal away. Um, right now. Um, I think maybe as a futures for next year. What about you? What do you think? I think the first name that pops up to me is Josh Lawrence. Uh, obviously, he, he, you know, he, he could go out and put, he can go out and score five goals a game, or he could go and not score a goal in five games. Yeah. Uh, his consistency has been, you know, up and down ever since coming to the league. So 
and his name has been tossed around for last well, year. Last year. Yeah. Right. So it's just a name that, you know, it always pops off uh, the page at you. Um, so that's in my opinion. I think if they're, if they want to go out and get a name, uh, that's, I mean, that's who you want to go. That's who you want to, I mean, if you do like a, I mean, let's, let's say you do like a, uh, uh I want to look at his, I'm probably going to look stupid here if I even say this. Uh, how old is he? Is he oh, he's, he's an 02. 02? Yeah. He's 02? Okay, never yeah. mind. Scratch what I was going to say. <laughs> I was, I was going to say something about how, you know, you know, someone like an Elliot Dinoyer would be an upgrade on Josh Lawrence. And then you just, I mean, you, you know, St. John would obviously have, probably have to tack on a little more to get him. Uh, but, I mean, it's fair because at that point, I mean, Josh Lawrence is still going to be in the league next year. You know, he's, he's, he's not to the point where he's, he's not – should he have been drafted? Yeah, maybe not. But if you flip him to a team like Halifax, and then you can use him in Halifax next season as a twenty, kind of makes sense. So it's it's just something that kind of looks good for me. But you know, like I said, I'm not a GM. Um, but his name just always every yeah. time I see his name or every time I see him on the ice, I'm just like, what is this guy doing? Sometimes, or it's just holy crap, did you just pull that off? Like when he, when he takes a puck and goes for a skate like three times around the offensive zone <laughs> and you're just like, do something, you know, do something. Yep. But then he just turns around and he just does you know, something, does something. Like, wow, like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah or he just, or just makes himself look foolish sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, that's my only, my only concern with him is that uh, he's, he was so highly regarded, uh, but he just hasn't, you know, he doesn't, yep. Hasn't been that uh, that that Josh Lawrence that a lot of us were were expecting to see. He's always come across too as like a guy that seems uh, maybe harder to play with because he's just so creative. You yeah. just don't know what exactly he's going to get to. And I think that's why last year there's a bit more optimism just because he developed some good chemistry with Brady Burns, mm-hmm. um, which was really good to see. So I think if those two can hit it off in the first half, I think then um, that's great for for Lawrence and great for the team too. Because um, like I was saying earlier, like this. We talk all about the defense, but I mean, after the top six on this, or the top six forwards on this team, I mean, they're a little thin up front. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I mean, ideally their third line, Savoy, uh, Bezo, that I think on a great team, ideally that's kind of your fourth line. Uh, right now, that's their third line. So I definitely think they're going to need to to look at upgrading some of their offense. Yeah, that's that's what I was just I was just going to get to that. Is I mean, their their top six looks really good, uh, but you know, once you get into the bottom six, like you. I mean, you got to look at, you know, if you want to compare, you know, two teams, let's look at the Moncton Wildcats, you know, COVID season where, you know, things got shut down. Like our third line was what? Like Philip Daou, um, Langlois. Langlois was, no, Langlois was fourth line that year, wasn't he? Was he third or? Uh, uh, wait, so no, because he was, he was second line last year. Yeah. So, he would, yeah, we would in third line. No, that was his rookie year, wasn't it? COVID year was his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was Dao, Larue, Larue, and Forche. Forche, yeah. Like, that's a. I mean, you look at that. that a, good. a third. That's a third line, yeah. right? Um. So, if that's what St. John wants to do this year, and they want to go, out, you know, they want to win this thing, there's some movement that they're gonna make. So yep. it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, the guy I was gonna say was Shingaroff. Maybe you move that third goalie, but I don't think you can. Is he a Euro? No, no, no. So you can maybe move that third goalie. Yep. Um, looking at camp when when Moncton or when Moncton took on St. John's rookies, um, Vince Ellie. Um, yes. Were you kind of surprised that that guy is not still in camp and and making a 
you know, staying a little bit longer in Jeremy's favorite part of the first half, second half. <laughs> yes, I heard, that, I heard that rant. <laughs> I heard that rant, and I was just nodding my head the whole time, yeah. But well, if, if there wasn't for that rule, I definitely think he'd still be here yeah. and getting a longer look. But um, I, I was a little surprised. I thought he had a pretty good chance of making the team, honestly. Um, and I'm I'm a little surprised he he got cut. Um, but is I guess he w- is he one of those players that could be moved off from this? Draft I definitely class? think so. I definitely think there's yeah. him. Yeah, that's definitely a piece that could be moved. And everything I've heard about him is 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 very good. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to f- you know it's it's weird to be in a year like this where we're going for it and you're following all these guys down in AAA, which is just bizarre. <laughs> yeah. But. yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've got a, a friggin few of them that are going to yeah. be playing you know triple a that's yeah. yeah. starts um their season starts thursday i think if uh did i don't know did quebec government give them a green light for that i don't know if they did but i think they were supposed to start the last guy weekend would, would know yeah there's i think they were <laughs> supposed to start last weekend and um they kind of got pushed back by a week or a, a week or something like that I'll, let me check the schedule all right you guys keep chatting about right. the old uh st john Cena. um st john <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> this is why Jeremy's not allowed to have monsters before he has his watermelon water. It's supposed well, to Saint be just... John Cena's. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, we've got the uh, propane plex and the Saint John uh, Cena's, yeah, so yeah. they will be here uh, this weekend. But um, we we talked about this from basically the start of this show. Just this team, what they are on paper and what they need in the room, and it never correlates. What's the leadership group for this team look like? Is it Ryan Francis who made such an impact and it, you know, captain isn't always your best player. It's one of your leaders, but is it Ryan Francis? Is it, um, what's his name there? Bill, you, Bill, 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 Yeah. Bill, what what'd you call him? I don't know. Bill new. Bill new. Okay. Yeah. William. <laughs> I, I love your French. <laughs> Everybody loves my French. That's what they wait for. But, but, uh, no, but like, it, you know, Poirier, like, what is this leadership group? Is it Francis as captain, or? I think Francis has a shot. I think Villeneuve has a really good shot. And I know by the sounds of it, they were really considered giving it to Villeneuve last year. Uh, but they didn't want to give any, create any more pressure on him last year. Mm-hmm. Just where new coaching staff, new system. Plus, they wanted him to improve his defensive game. Um, but even this year, I kind of think maybe the same thing. Like, maybe they don't want to add that pressure to Villeneuve. They just want him to focus on playing defense. So I think Francis definitely has a shot. I do wonder too about William Dufour, who's new, kind of came over from Drumville, Islanders pick. So I do wonder about him as well. Um, but a new guy in the room, so I don't know. But Poirier, Darash, those guys typically wear A's. Um, you know, Ennis is an overager as well. So um, yeah, I mean they've got some options, but you know, definitely not an obvious an obvious choice for captain. Be, I was wondering if this team like. If they don't get the Memorial Cup bid and things, St. John things go St. John's ways the way they have where what's on paper doesn't hit ice, is there a chance they're moving pieces to recoup? Oh, now, we're, now we're talking here. You know, like, is there a chance if it's not going by Christmas, is there a chance instead of just keep piling into, uh, you know, an old vehicle that's not really worth much? Or is it time to piece to... of shit come? <laughs> is it time to get out and recoup the assets for Lemieux and Poirier and Francis? And you know you're not going to get a Memorial Cup for a while, so you might as well build. Do you think that's a realistic conversation that Georgie and his his staff are having? 
That is a really interesting question. And yes. that, that is, if you're really into conspiracy theories, like you're heavy into that. Cause like, why would they draft all these guys yeah. early in this round? If you feel really comf- confident that this team's going to be able to go for it this year. So I definitely think, you know, they would never admit it, but I mean, how can you, I don't know how you can't consider that as a, as an option or as a plan C in this situation. Cause they have um, a ton of pieces that could get a lot yeah. and make a Quebec better. Uh, Halifax better, Drummondville better, um, a Bathurst better if they wanted to help out. And then the right back uh, with Moncton probably, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe a still ahead of 2010 Presidents Cup rematch in uh, 2023 <laughs> 24. But still yeah, ahead of Cape Breton in terms of trading well, this properly, right? Cape Breton. I mean, it's I, I can't I can't go. Okay, I'll say it right now. I mean, uh, you know, if if it's <laughs> even if St. John did decide to sell off. Yeah. You know what uh, they they would get much better return than what uh, <laughs> Jacques Cadiel got for that second second overall yeah, pick. And uh, see how many you know, weeks, we see how many uh, weeks we can get this going. You know, there's there's some uh, there's some trades. Uh, I mean, Trevor Georgie's made some questionable trades, but nothing's more questionable than that uh, <laughs> return for that second overall pick that Kate Brighton got. Yeah, I I feel like there's three there's three directions this team could go in this year. They they get off to just an unreal start, and then they add at Christmas just to put them over the top, kind of like what they did in 2017 when yeah. they added Julian Goche, even though they didn't really need any more scoring. Uh, there's another scenario where they're just okay, and they have to add a lot just to get through the ceiling. But then there's option C where they're just whatever, and you know, 500 or below come Christmas, and you say, this just isn't going to work, and we can't. You know, we're not going to pull a Brad Marchand trade just to to reach the final here in this yeah. situation. So I definitely think, you know, pulling the plug on this whole thing, I mean, it's it's an option. And so, they've set themselves up so that if they do pull the plug, like they're in a pretty good situation to turn around quickly. Option A and B in your scenarios, do they have to host a Memorial Cup to have either one of those where they get off to an unreal start? Or can they do those two scenarios if Quebec's hosting and they're trying to beat out Bathurst and and get to the final. I've asked that question quite a few times, like how much this season is going to be impacted by hosting the Memorial Cup, and they yeah. say they're going for it no matter what. My theory is that I think if they host the Memorial Cup, they're going hard, hard, hard this year. If they don't, I think they go hard this year, but I think they maybe hold back a little bit just because they're not going to be completely awful next year. Like They've got mm-hmm. some pretty decent yeah. pieces for next year too. So I think if they don't, win the bid i think they kind of look at this as a two-year window more as just a one-year window yeah because uh, because even if you do that i mean lawrence is back yep Bra- brady burns is back i think i mean obviously poirier and villeneuve will will move on yeah um i can't even i'm not even and then they got all the rookies yeah so it's not a, it's not even a bad idea no. i mean it's uh but yeah midget triple a kicks off uh thursday so tomorrow. Uh, yes, that's correct. With Magog visiting Collège Este Blondin, my favorite name. That's why he's the French one. So we got uh, Andale, Andale, Mama Eli, Eli, <laughs> uh-oh, uh, debuting on uh, for Magog on Thursday night. Where do you catch those games? Hockey TV? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You need to pay. It's a paid, f- stupid. I mean, they used to have it three, three years ago when Joshua... While I was ripping up Midget AAA, you could go on the RDS website and watch every single Midget AAA game for free. Oh, nice. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, our players are too good. We're going to start charging to watch our players. And so Now you can't watch Quebec Midget AAA for free anymore. There's a name I sure, I'm sure you got some stories about and 
Joshua Wall. Yeah, there's a. I'm curious to see the reception he gets when he comes back to St. John. <laughs> <laughs> Trash cans. Oops. Do you think? Uh, do you think Trevor Jordan regrets that pick? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not publicly, obviously, but in, internally, do you think he maybe well, regrets that pick a little bit on on pay? You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably, I guess. But uh, I mean, Jeremy, you know better than me. I mean, he was pretty clear cut number one, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, but I, I that remember whole lead up. It was is he not wanting to report to St. John because yeah. he wants to go somewhere else? We were or? we were debating that yeah. in our in that hotel room, you yeah. know, the night before the draft in yeah. Effect City. You know, people were saying, "Oh, he's he's here, but he's not reporting to St. John," and uh, they're really going to take the they're going to go take Peter Reynolds first overall, and this all. I mean. <laughs> Bullshit. Will he pull a Lindros? Right, and put not put the hat on. Is he hiding jersey? underneath the bleachers like Garrett Clark and Lewiston? <laughs> right, it's uh, you know, it's so many, so much stuff going on. But I mean, it's clearly, uh, you know, maybe it was true that he didn't want to come to St. John. Right, um, you know, there's uh, there's I know there was a player that was just eligible for the most recent Q draft that told every team he would report to them except for the St. John's Sea Dogs. So, um, but didn't obviously obviously didn't get drafted by St. John. So, um. There seems to be something of a, I don't know, going on that most people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be reasons why, you know, some of these players are so quick to come and go or, or you know, it's just not want to go. So um, I'm not going to say any more than that. <laughs> It is interesting what they're. If team Jamie with. wasn't here, I'd probably say more. I know he's, you know, <laughs> I know he's not the, I know he's not the, not the Sea Dogs number one fan. That honor goes to Chris Dobson, of course. But, um, uh, I, you know, I, there's so much more I could say. But yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> it would be interesting to see what like playing the old conspiracy there. What the team would look like with a Zach Larue or I can't remember who went yeah. second. Justin Robida. Oh yeah, Robida. Sorry, I'm mouthful. <laughs> A watermelon here. <laughs> um, you know, how much different this team would look like with mm-hmm. LaRue or or Robidaw as opposed to Joshua Waugh. So I always wonder maybe when if, if things don't go well, you can ask him about that when you're we'll in do. your article. We'll do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guys from the podcast in Moncton want to know. Let's <laughs> throw us straight under the bus. But, yeah, I mean, it's – you know, we've asked – Pat and we've asked Gareth like what is the goal for this team and obviously the goal for this team is a championship championship or bust this year right yeah I think so regardless think so. of mem- hosting bid or not it's yeah it's championship or bust and definitely is definitely is and I think you know if they don't win the bid and maybe they look at trying to expand in this to two-year window like mm-hmm. maybe you say okay just a deep playoff run is good enough but I definitely think that this team is looking at a championship run here and the the history of this team I mean they've they've won a championship in pretty much every cycle so I mean they've if they want to keep that going yeah not to brag <laughs> kind of feels like it's an arm race between them and Bathurst to get uh, to the next step between these two teams the way they're going and we'll get into Bathurst uh, next week but we uh, before we let you out of here I mean what are we gonna see Friday in Fredericton as the Wildcats take on St. John, and then they come back here, the Uniplex, so two more arenas to check off your list. What, what, what was it like there in Fredericton with the the masks and the distance? Was it was there, it open as normal? Well, there like it's so apparently the my understanding is that you do have you do have to wear a mask at the Aiken Center, but that's a UMB rule. So everyone everywhere on the UMB campus, you have to wear a mask. Indoors, oh, okay. So that's the UMB rule, um, and like everyone seems to be respecting that rule pretty well. Um, like the UMB staff handing out masks at the door. Um, if you don't have one, I've never, I haven't seen that at any other arena. So that's kind of a neat feature. Yeah. 
Um, but the crowd's been pretty good. I mean, geez, it's been getting like 1,200 a game for preseason, which is pretty excellent. Um, so, yeah, it, the first game there, I've been going to the games in the Aiken Center for almost 20 years now, and, like, that was mm-hmm. the warmest I've ever seen um, the Aiken Center. So, like, I'm assuming the ice was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what. But now that UMB is there, the ice is going to be perfect. Right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Pristine. <laughs> pristine. Pristine conditions. Pristine condition, yeah. But, uh I think um, this weekend, I imagine the Cedars are missing. I imagine they're missing some guys due to NHL camps by now. So, um, probably be missing a few guys. Um, so, probably see a little. Won't see the same lineup that we saw against Bathurst, which was pretty normal um, in their last game. But their A lineup. Yep. A lineup versus. They only lineup. have two goalies here, right? It's just Patton yep. and Lemieux. They didn't. Yep. They don't have That's a third it. in case of anything. That is it. Hmm. Gotta love when you. <laughs> This is so stupid. This is why I hate QMJHL training camps and why they're so stupidly long. It's like, oh, let's let's bring 50 guys to camp and have the team down to 26 at a certain date and then send a bunch of guys off the NHL camp so you have to call up your cuts. Yeah. As the OHL and the WHL (laughs) camps just get going. So stupid. Why is Charlton? There's still like 40 guys in camp. (laughs) Yeah, they seem to be the only team that didn't have to deal with the C-Ship rule. It's... like forty guys in camp, like last week. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we had it before, they had it after. Did so. they only pick Amer- like Atlantic players <laughs> in the draft? Did they just not pick any Quebec players? Anyways, we're not gonna argue. I'm not sure why the season's starting as late as it is either. Like and it, the queue usually starts a couple weeks before the OHL and WHL. Yeah. I'm not sure what the deal is there. Maybe maybe they just want to give themselves a buffer. Yeah, I'm sure like Nova Scotia's happy about it. They don't have to. Hopefully, their COVID rules are oh. gone by then. Stupid COVID. <laughs> stupid COVID. Still dealing with stupid COVID. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's – it's just basically now, please don't get hurt. Like, as you get into yeah. these games from the two with St. John, the two with Halifax, the two with uh, Cape Breton – or not Cape Breton, um, Charlottetown. It's just like, please don't get hurt. Like Just get out, get healthy. Let's have actual real rosters um, for opening weekend. But uh, – well, I mean, that's that's it for us. That's mm-hmm. a quick... Yep, right on time. That, uh, that'll do it for us. Thanks for being in studio. You're the first and last guest that's been in the studio oh. in almost two, 18 months. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Well, the, we'd love to have you anytime. We just got to see which arena you're at. Yeah, true. Which... I'm, I'm chal- yeah, I'm not in Moncton as much as I used to be, no? so it is, it is a little tricky. <laughs> you going to a lot of rinks if you can? like. Yep. So the plan, the plan this year is to hit a lot. I haven't been to a few of the rinks in Quebec yet, so I'm hoping to knock off some of those. But really hoping that um, travel's still a thing um, come the fall, so I can. Yeah. Yeah. Would really like to finish off the Ontario OHL rinks. I'm still missing four there, um, and would really like to hit up some of the, the WHL rinks in the in the fall. How too. many you got left there? In the WHL. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't have the top top of my head. Oh, okay. uh, a lot of the most of the Saskatchewan teams and Winnipeg and Man, Winnipeg and Brandon. I haven't gotten to, and the U.S. teams. The best thing about the Saskatchewan rinks, if you go on the highway, you can see them all. <laughs> true, that is true. It is true. Um, yeah, they got a couple of nice. I like the uh, the Medicine Hat rink, which is basically yep. just the Avenue Center. Yeah, that's and a nice rink. Middle of nowhere, middle of yep. nowhere though. Absolutely middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Lethbridge just kind of reminds me of St. John. Same yeah, that's Red Deer. That's like a really nice almost, rink. Yeah. Yeah. The Red Deer rink, I'd actually like to visit again. They did a lot of renovations they, for the yeah. World Juniors. Yeah. That never came. Yep. This so, year, though. Yeah. Hopefully. Yep. Hopefully. Depends what. 
I'd rant on Alberta like Jeremy rants on things, but I just don't care enough to rant about it. So 1,500 cases today, boys. Yeah, mask mandates. Good. <laughs> Glad you got your stampede. Glad you got your Open stampede. for summer, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this show. Uh, we're going to have another guest on as we get. Uh, um, you pretty much are going to guess who we're going to have on as we preview the Acadie Bathurst Titan next oh, week. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackson just, Bellamy? Maybe. Uh, just No, he's at camps. Oh, yeah. That's right. Lapierre? No, he's at camps. Their mascot? Yes. Let's do it. Let's see if we can get the mascot. What is their mascot called? Oh man, I can't remember either. Lukey? No. Loopy? No. I know that Monster Energy drink got me feeling <laughs> loopy right now. But. Yeah, we should get out of here before you say anything. <laughs> All right, it's good to have hockey back. Don't forget the Wildcats are in Fredericton this Friday to take on the Sea Dogs and the back of the home and home at the Uniplex Indie App, September 12th. That'll do it for us. Um, have a good week and. Uh... Have a good week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media. Have a good week. Have a good week. Wildcast. Have a good week.